Yo, yo, yo. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. This is a podcast where we come to talk about mental health, wellness, peace, tranquility, healing, but more importantly, community. Thank you for tuning in again to one of the greatest shows ever published, ever. And I am one of your hosts, Good Life underscore Rush. You can follow me by that name on all social media. And you can buy both of my books on Amazon. Just search me in Good Life for Us. Hey, hey, it's the bipolar ghostwriter, aka Aaron Zendula. Hey, you can catch me on all platforms, especially with Good Life for Us now. So, yeah, stay tuned, tap in. My man, peace. And that was that was Kevin Stringer, man. That was dope. <laughs> That was dope because that, that's what I was trying to put on the panel is like, um, what is the difference between a rough patch and the bad feelings where you should abort shit? You know what I'm saying? Because life is uncomfortable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When it comes to your goals and your vision and stuff like that, it's hard to be like, yo, tell, I got this great idea. You know what I'm saying? But we know that once we start down this road, it's going to be uncomfortable. We have to have the two viewers, the four viewers right. before we get to the 10,000. Right. But how do you know it's like, man, like she said, it's time to abandon shit yeah. because I can just get this bad feeling or to know the difference between it's just uncomfortable for you, right now. I mean, you never really know. And I think this okay. this kind of plays into uh, what we were just talking about as far as like the process versus faith. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I kind of have like definitely agree with everything Aaron said. And I kind of have like a different angle of that as well. And like um, what I heard, you know what I mean? When you said that is more so what I think is when things are going well for us and things are steady, that's when we need to do the process. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That we created to do this. And then when we're afraid, when we're afraid to move on, we're afraid that this is getting too big. That's mm-hmm. faith. That's when faith kicks in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So to have faith, it is is it really it has to relinquish everything else. Like you can't worry about it. You can't wonder on it. You right. can't check on it. That goes against the faith. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. So. Thinking like, man, is this a rough patch? Is this a good year or bad? You 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 going against your faith. You okay, what I'm Absolutely. saying. Yeah. So even speaking, even having them type of things mentally, like because they're out of your control. That's now worrying about things you, we just can't control. Right. We don't Absolutely. know the day it's going. We gonna pop off. We don't know for how long. We don't know who coming with us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Absolutely. And we shouldn't know those things. We're not supposed to know those things. But what we do need to know is the process. Right, and then when the process is not working, when that motivation is not working, you need the consistency, and that consistency is the faith. You believing that this is going to work out, this is going to pay off. You know what? I am changing people's lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is worth two viewers, even if one person out of them two got changed. That's right, worth absolutely. it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I was worth streaming for ten hours if it was ten <laughs> hours. Yeah, because you don't know who that one person is going to go affect. You do absolutely, and and like you said, like Aaron, you said confirmation. I didn't expect Kevin to call. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. came out of the blue. Like, yo, I, I appreciate you. Because a lot of times, you know, as a, as a visionary, you do get discouraged. You're like, man, yeah. I've been doing this for this long and this, that, and the other. And, uh, I mean, this is what we're talking about at the top of the hour. We, we said that we're going to talk about problem solving because it's one thing to set the resolution. But once you start the resolution, you're going to get obstacles. You're going to get things. So as Aaron put on the table so eloquently is that you have to kind of decipher as you're navigating do I abandon ship? Um, do I do I move forward? Let's talk about your circle. You know what I'm saying? And 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 we can bring oh, state your name one more time. Adam. Adam. So when it comes to your circle, and we're talking about people, people affect lives. We need people to move the pendulum either way. Um, how do you know the rough patches between and when you when you're conflicting with people, who to let go and who to give grace to? How do you know that? Because people are going to, but has we, we come when we come together in life. If we don't come out of the sandbox with brother and sister and we'll in the household, we come with our own ideology. We come with our own set of rules and how we view life. And because we disagree, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But how do you know, like you know, this person or this circle is really not for me? And how do we know when to move forward? When relationships really start to um, change like your morals and your ethics personally and how you're engaging with, with yourself most of the times that's it's time for you to like cut those ties and um it starts with like who people are following like are mm-hmm. you willing like i know for a fact i, I follow tim 
Okay. You you are positive. I'll now now I'll, I'll follow you in some capacity. What she was saying was was, was some good stuff. I'll follow her. Sure. Just like if we were on Instagram or social media, we'll punch that follow. So just in that, just looking through who who those other people are following to see who who's leading them because they they could be being led in the wrong direction. Right. And now you're you're being led in the wrong direction with them. But that original connection that you had with that person wasn't based off of what they're what they're leading to or what they're following now. Okay. So 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 a lot of blurred lines, a lot of things could change, but it it all really boils down to what are you being, what people are being led by, mm-hmm. whether whether or not you should continue to to follow or be in that people group. Right. Because mm-hmm. change change never feels good. Yeah, yeah. It, it it never feels good, but like he said, when it alters completely who you are as a person. I, I feel yeah. like, you know, if, if I'm changing for the better but it's uncomfortable and I'm I'm having I'm having or needing grace from you yeah. to be like, okay, you know, I'm I know I'm irritating you, Tim, but mm-hmm. you know, give me grace because I'm I'm trying. Yeah. I think that's where the grace is extended. Like, okay, yeah. this person is getting it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like you said, when that conflict is like there is no resolution in sight yeah there's no resolution in sight i think that's where the attraction the intimacy and that has to kick in so that leads directly into what aaron was saying is the more passion i have for you in this situation the more i want to try to work to that resolution you know what Mm. i mean so the way in our relationships we give ourselves grace is by giving space that's the only way you can give your relationship grace and then like how I see it is we put people and things that we want into our lives and then life sorts those things out. So sometimes we can't see what's happening because we're too close. We're just always in it every day. Mm -hmm. So we have to step back from situations. I step back. Like when I'm having like basically what you're explaining, when I, let's say I have five friends, I'm having issues with three of them or just three issues. I don't know who it's from, but it's five people It's three issues. I'm going to step back from everybody. Just take a break couple couple weeks couple months and really let them feel my absence like mm-hmm. i'm not liking your shit i'm not watching it i'm not texting we not talking like you about to feel what it's like to not have me in your life mm-hmm. so now when i come back if you're here for me you know what i mean something in your brain would have been working like okay i can't move like that this i ain't like when this motherfucker's going we ain't talk i want to hit him up you know what i mean yeah. like if not, you're just going to go back to your same routine. And it could be a routine, a trauma, something that's happening to you you haven't healed that you're just doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why I don't take things personally. Because even your aggression towards me doesn't mean I'm the one that made you upset. I could yeah. just be the one receiving it. And I'm and I'm calm and quiet. So usually people like to kind of lay on those kind of people. Like, I've been sitting in restaurants. People just come sat down and start telling me personal yeah. shit. I'm just eating. Like, <laughs> ah, wow. like huh? <laughs> Why is my wife like this? (laughs) Do we know each other, bro? You know what I mean? But that was me coming into like my purpose, living intentionally. I had to understand that's my calling. That's what I attract. That's how I move. That's how I live. So I had to be more welcoming to these things. You know what I mean? We do the same things in our relationship. A lot of times the thing that attracted us to them is not what's annoying us about them. You did it. And you're not going to appreciate it till you lose them. Like, damn, I love that annoying thing. So getting into your higher self is learning to try to see that, like she said, while you're in it. Right. Learning to appreciate her while you're in it versus when she's about to be out of the door. Now you're trying to do everything and clean up. It's too late. You feel me? Right. Like now that's the resolution. Now you're reacting. You got to this point. You're like, well, I'm going to do all these things to make my relationship better. That's, that's how I look at a re- resolution. Instead of you actually wanting to work was you coming into the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to be perfect at first. You know what I mean? Full disclaimers read. Even you let your partner know this. I'm not going to be perfect at first, but I can guarantee you I'm going to get better. Right. Would somebody perceive that, like, let's say you got uh, a prideful, two prideful situations where somebody feels like you're taking a step back, but that other per- yeah. person perceives like, oh, you playing a mind game. I yeah. bet. <laughs> do, perfect. Do, I love do you. seeing that. <laughs> yeah. They, that means they were one of the three out of the five. <laughs> Thank you. Like, and that's and to me, that's being a good friend by you taking yourself out. Like when you become a bad egg, you just take yourself out. Either you're yeah. intimidated or you can't do it no more, or whatever. You take yourself out. That's you being a good friend. If you was this good a friend, we would be working out. Like, thanks. Cause now I don't have to do the work. I don't gotta stress about it. I don't gotta call my other homie up, like, man, look at this motherfucker. You know what right. I mean? Like, I could just move on with my life. So sometimes 
when we consider ourselves a relationship or friends or something, we have to realize that doesn't always mean y'all being on the phone every day and buddy, buddy. Right. Sometimes the best thing y'all can do for each other as friends is take that space and back up. And you, cause you interfecting and interrupting a life and how we spoke on this one episode, like we had that growing up. You know what right. I mean? I seen that in my movies growing up. I experienced that. You feel me? Like, when I really, really started taking hoop serious, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't go to certain areas no more. Right. Like, the hood niggas would be like, bro, get out of here. Like, okay. you, bro, you got something going on. You don't need to be, we in this. We've accepted this is us. Right. But you don't even talk like this. You don't think like this. This is not your reality. You yeah. shouldn't even be over here. Right. And we don't have that no more. People so lonely, they just inviting right. everybody in. And right. I don't care if you're broken, I'm broken. Come on, it's a broken party, you dig? Right. So, when it goes, even when it comes to, uh, a lot of dynamics that we see in people and I see a lot of pride in people. Yeah. So as I was talking to Tim, uh, even when it comes to dating, it's like, I'm going to get your number, but I'm going to wait three days to call you. <laughs> yeah. or, let me see who's going to call who first. Playing let me games. see. I mean, and, and this is what I'm saying. is like people will remove themselves from an equation, but there are some people like, man, carry your ass on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, so, so a lot of times, you know, that's where I think this communication is a lot of you know, that, yeah. that, sh- that, that's, that static. But that's self-miscommunication. You know what I yeah. mean? That's You lack security because the way you handle in that situation is a form of communication. If I got to do all of this during the dating process, I'm telling myself I'm not even ready to date. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even be taking you serious and approaching you and responding to you. I need to be healing and be by myself. Mm-hmm. So if you got to go through all these steps and be insecure, you're telling, you're showing yourself you're not ready. So your mm-hmm. growth lies in listening to your motherfucking self, sitting down and being like, you know what? I do like you, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready mentally, emotionally. I'm dealing with some parent shit, some stuff I don't even want to bring to the table of you. You see now. This is a great place to start. We didn't start in marriage and engagement and sex and traveling, but we started in the truth. Right. So now we bump into each other again in two years, which how shit works. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? It's a whole different experience now. And we didn't end up together. You took your space. And I could have even been upset by that. Right. But now two years later, I went through my life shit, dated a few people. I'm like, damn, the dating pool is trash. <laughs> Run back into you and I remember how you carried that situation. But what, what, what I'm saying is like, Everywhere I look, people need their vanity and ego stroked. Yeah. Oh, they called me. I didn't call them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they 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 they, just, they sweating me. I'm not sweating them. Yeah. Everybody needs their vanity and ego stroke. So who yields at this point? Because if everybody needs their vanity and ego stroke, somebody is the chaser and somebody is the the receiver of this attention. And with in a society that needs so much validation at this point. It causes everybody almost to be toxic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And be insecure because, you know, that person doesn't call you for three days. Now, that person could be in their head like, do they still want me? Do they do they still like me? Instead of just being real, like, I'm feeling you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call you the next day after I give you the number. But we just live in everybody has to be that nigga. Everybody has to be that B. You know, I hate to use that terminology, but this is the terminology that people are using. Everybody has to be that person. And I'm like... Where did the humility go? Where did the being real and really keeping it real go? Because nobody's keeping it up a buck these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, um, man, I could take like thousands, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, I felt all of that. So, you know, I had many answers. So, well, my experience, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it does come to the point where everybody realizes that they themselves need time. You feel me? But like you said, when it comes to their partner getting time, they all in her head and it's really like, I don't want you to have your time. So that's where that insecurity and everything comes in at because it's like, we're not doing the mutual thing here. You know what I mean? You know, for real, for real, I have that right to take my time because I let you take yours. You know what I mean? But you won't let me take mine. Like, you're still blowing my phone up. You're still doing that. So it's not really mutual in right. that way because like you said, people are very needy. People are scared to really be by themselves. So it's like the way they show them being by themselves is not texting me back or so it's kind of like a battle that they're really going through with themselves you know what I mean so it's like but they want to show that they're really healing and all that stuff but really they still want you right there so it's Mm -hmm. like when you really take yourself away and you're actually doing that to generate what's going on all hell break loose their mind is assuming and everything you know what I mean so it gets bad because like you said it's toxic because they're still not healed themselves you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because when they stay there around themselves they're still you know what I mean? Doing a little BS. Like, um, I'm not going to text them, and da-da-da, but really checking on your Facebook and checking yeah, on this. Yeah. So it's like, you really playing with yourself. Bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let it be what it is. You're supposed right. to get out the battle and just say, 
this is what it is. I feel like I was putting myself too much into it, so I had to put myself away. Just say what it is. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's communication. So it's like, but people don't, like you said, don't like being vulnerable like that. You know what I mean? They don't want to say how it really is, but in their actions, it's showing that. You know what I mean? It looks like a cry for help. You feel what I'm saying? Because me personally, like, just because of that, you know what I mean, past experience and emotions like that, I have to fall back and, you know what I mean, yeah. chill and generate or so. But, you know, that's me being selfful for everyone. You feel me? But it's like, I can be there a thousand percent. So it's like when I do pull back just a little bit, you know what I mean, I kind of get pulled right back in so I don't get mm-hmm. to generate, you know, some stuff. Because I'm like, okay, you're right. I, yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? Because right. it's like, it's just a battle like that. But sometimes when I pull myself back, it may be at the point where, you know, you may be used to me being right there, and it may be like the weirdest time. Well, you did that off of that. You know what I mean? Like, why? You feel what I'm saying? But it'd be like, I just had to do it. You know what I mean? Just to be selfful to see what is going on. And it's like, I feel like I usually don't get that right in certain relationships because I put in probably a thousand more percent usually on a regular. So, you know, it'll be that time where it's like, what? You want that shit? And I'm like, I'm just trying to chill. You know what I mean? So, exactly. Yeah. So, as you said, you know, sometimes people need that that step away, right? Mm-hmm. But we live in a, a world of broken people mm-hmm. and insecure people to feel like everybody, while at one time everybody needs their vanity and ego stroked, people are so defensive about being played mm-hmm. and nobody wants to be played. So everybody's on the mm-hmm. defense, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That person, that person that person dipped three or four days, oh, they probably talking to somebody else or they probably got some new friends or, you know what I'm saying? They probably talking about me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everybody is on the defense of getting played. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's kind of shift that, that this, this conversation. Why are there so many broken people? You know what I'm saying? Is it childhood? Is it society as we know it? Because, you know what I'm saying, we just got a lot. You look on your timeline. I mean, yeah. I see you take shots at people all the time, man. You look on your it's timeline. when they don't even know I'm talking about them. Yeah. And, and the whole dynamic. I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. Personal relationships are getting messy these yeah. days, man. It's a, why? It's accountability. You know what I mean? 100%. And, um... It, it definitely ties into everything we were just talking about and even what you said as far as whose fault is it it's both it's both of our fault you know what i mean it's my fault for still trying to give you this lesson and now i'm enabling you because the longer i'm here the more you're thinking your behavior is okay and it's your fault because the fact that you're so triggered is me showing you where you need to heal mm-hmm. but you're rejecting those things sometimes because of the recip- because of the sender you dig mm-hmm. I've had women reject certain things from me just because I reminded them of their dad and they had a messed up relationship with their dad. So even though they they could even, like, the intelligent women could acknowledge, like, I get this is the answer. I just don't want it from you. And you know, <laughs> Damn. you feel me? And you got to be a secure person to hear that and not get upset. Like, hold up, what? And I really had to under, I really had to understand what she was trying to say. And I felt it. You know what I mean? And I experienced that a lot. Like, I, they're like, I just don't feel like I can say certain things to you. You know what I mean? So, you know, whatever have you, I feel like that that ends up being both of our fault and on both ends. So now relationships are messed up and there's so many broken people because everybody's passing the buck. Everybody's blaming the next person and we're all in the circle and everybody blaming the next person for what happened to them. You feel me? But you taking accountability is living in that new truth, is living in that change. If mm-hmm. you were once considered a cheater and you don't want to be a cheater anymore, your accountability is not looking in the mirror saying, I'm a cheater. I don't want to be a cheater no more. It's by not cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to actually stick to that. And, and that one relapse is like, yeah, you may still be a cheater, dog. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how that works. You feel me? So we aren't holding each other accountable because so many people are hiding shit. So now yeah. it's the it's the whole honor amongst thieves. Everybody got shit. So they don't want to make the next person be held accountable because they like, damn, somebody going to pull my car. Right. Like, all right, let's yeah. not pull anyone's cars anymore. Yeah. Let's not cancel people because you probably one of the ones we would be canceling next right. year. You feel me? So to me, everything has to be open. And that's the only way we can create a fairness. As long as people try to place jurisdictions on how relationships should work, marriages should work, best friends should work, the boundaries and parameters between all those type of relationships. Once we break free from that programming, then we'll start to learn to heal in the relationship. But truth be told is the thing every generation fears is you can't just copy what the last generation did. Like you got to do your thing. You dig? And we are like, man, we are a perfect representation of Ohio. Like we just don't have a thing. 
And <laughs> so many people are freaking out now because social media. So it's constantly being projected every day. You don't have a thing. Right. And then a person you ain't talked to from high school hit you up. Yeah, what you up to? Like, man, fuck this motherfucker. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they was just checking on you, but you you ain't doing shit. Right. So now this is going to affect how you respond to them. So now that person you respond to, let's say I just met them at the bar. So now they pissed off. Mm-hmm. So now I'm taking in that negative energy you done passed on and you might know somebody who I pissed off last week. Right. You feel me? So with all these broken people with nobody stepping up and being held accountable and saying my accountability is also holding y'all accountable. I can't hold myself accountable without holding others. I can't also expect you to do something I'm not doing. You dig what I'm right. saying? So we've lived in that convenience now. That's what's being pushed on us. A convenient world. Like, oh, you know, your ancestors had to work hard and you know what I mean? Build the roads and pick the cotton and shit. Like, y'all take right. it easy. Come press this button and take this call. You know what I mean? So now our relationships are becoming convenience. Who can pay me now? Who can sleep with me now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who can fly me out now? Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So when we break free from that type of programming, then the relationships can heal. As long as we're still trying to go patch up old programming and a dead program that already has viruses, we we going to remain broken. You know what I mean? And, and, and considering that we're in a stimulus environment, yeah. you, you have to be stimulated. 20, I've never seen it as bad as it is now. We have to it's be stimulated. It's because it's in the food now. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Stimulations in the food now. Like, we created candy and all that other bullshit. They didn't have all that back in the day. Yeah, vegetables yeah. was their candy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beets. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to be stimulated with news on our timeline, trash yeah. on our timeline, dramatic things happen. I mean, and it's just like, even when it comes to this, you know, if the, if the conversation is about sex or, you know yeah. what I'm saying, just something crazy... Everybody's tapped in. Our ratings going up. The, the, the ratings, <laughs> numbers is there. The if I got beef with somebody, oh man, I'm at sixty views. Like, you know, but when there's when there's resolution, it's boring. Uh, yeah. And I just don't get it because we 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 beg for a healthy society. We yeah. beg for health and mental health and and healing. These are these are our our, our uh, yeah. what do you call them? Our catchphrases. These are clickbait. But healing. That's, but we're nobody really wants to heal though. But we're constantly shown that truth. You know what I mean? We're constantly shown that truth that a lot of things that we act like we care about as society, we really don't care about. And if Man. like you said, they mix the right kind of drama. You feel me? And edit editing in that shit, people won't care. Like. People feel however they feel about R. Kelly. Like, either you or somebody you know watched Trapped in the Closet. (laughs) And enjoy some of them episodes because they was a little catchy. Like, so that's my thing. Like, the thing is not to now pretend like we care all the time or pretend like we don't care. It's just be honest when you don't care about some shit. You know what I mean? And then it helps us focus on the things we care about. But if all these things is distracting... Who's sleeping with who? You know what I mean? Who fighting who? Who's stealing from who? Like, then we're never going to get to priority. We just It's just going to be drama. Bill Cosby announced his plans to go on tour in 2023. There's so much fun to be had. His actual quote. There's so much fun to be had. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do. Because as atrocious and egregious as his acts were, there are just some people that refuse to go away. There's yeah. some people that just be like, I did it. Hey, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Do you do you think that uh people will turn out for, for his uh his his, his tour? Yeah. Especially white women. <laughs> white women gonna be out in droves. Freaks out like yeah, people ain't people. Are. Why though? Why, why didn't you why? drug me, Bill? Why didn't you drug? I didn't know you was doing that. I would have gladly went. <laughs> He's been in prison now. He might cuss. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> man, I love it, man. Just because, like, to oh, me, man. this is just now feeding more into his legacy. Like, at one point in a time in a child, I thought you could, like, fuck up bad enough and it would, like, ruin your legacy. But that is not the case. Like, our lifetime could be so long. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Even in 30 years, like the point we was making, so it could be so long. Yeah. Like, that's a blemish, man. And that that's yeah. the stuff that helps us move on. We got to stop feeling like it's the end of the world, like what we going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean? Go ahead, jump, jump, jump in. Yeah, um, I'm going to piggyback off of what he said. Um, I feel like preservation includes restoration. And mm. a lot of times we, we, we fail to restore, whether it's ourselves or somebody else. And that's that's where we miss at a lot of times like because we're all just trying to preserve our preserve ourselves whether it's saving ourselves from being broken again in another situation or saving pieces of ourselves that were lost in the last situation 
or however, whatever you're preserving yourself from. Your finances. I told somebody, though, just because you're unapologetic or you can't be shamed doesn't mean that you're not damaging yourself spiritually. Right. You know, that people just be because they feel like, oh, you can't shame me or I'm unapologetic doesn't mean that you're not crushing yourself. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not doing harm to your fellow person or your children or the people that are around you. But we live in a society that's unabashed and unashamed and this, that, and the other. But it gives them the justification and the green light to be shitty-ass people. Yeah. And I don't get that. It's the society we were put into. You know what I mean? I hate that it always comes to this group of people. <laughs> but uh, it's church. A lot of it's church. And what you made, the point you made about that spiritual connection, that's like uh, this type of setting. Right. That's not a hundred, two hundred people in the room like, yeah, my husband's cheating and I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like all these people don't need to be knowing that. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Like even even in certain churches, that's when they do they they um testimonials or whatever the fuck they call them. Right. Um you know what I mean? When it's just you and the priest and shit. And it's off the record. Yeah, confession. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, confession. Yeah. That's a spiritual connection. Right, you feel right. me? So we got away from that. We start uh, sending our kids to these schools where this was allowed. And again, most people didn't have a choice. So now you you have to live with that guilt. Like, okay, right. it's not my fault. You know, I didn't know the school was doing this. But you're still responsible. You still signed your name on that motherfucker. You could have homeschooled him too. You right. So we have to forgive ourselves. That's what he means. That's that restaurant. Like you got to forgive yourself for that version you created during that during that tragedy, during right. your survival period, during that moment. Like I'm sure most of us experienced. Like, damn, this is it. You know what I mean? I've been in a situation. Where I'm like, this is it. Like it's about to be over. Right. You feel me? And then you having that survivor's remorse, and you coming back from that a month later, like, damn, I was ready to give up on myself. Right. I'm a cold motherfucker. I done beat three niggas. I, I almost gave up. Right. Damn, I can't even enjoy this victory. What's that? <laughs> look, look at that. I mean, just like people won't forgive Bill, people still can't forgive Chris Brown. You know, that was yeah. a night that happened. I was never mad at Chris. You was never mad Did at him? thing, King. <laughs> Nah, boy's a legend. But you just, you can't do certain things, like, especially when you got that target on your back. You know what I mean? Right, a right. lot of his issues started rising as soon as people start saying, oh, he's better than Michael Jackson. Oh, motherfuckers wasn't standing for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, you know what I mean? If, look at his career. He's still going. Yeah. If you don't think he a legend by now, you just don't like that guy. And that's, yeah, that's cool, it. but you better not be following me. Let me see your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you better not be following him. <laughs> And, and and that's the thing is is when it comes to broken people, a lot of broken people at the root of it is a validation issue. Yeah. It goes back from mom and dad didn't you know stick together or they yeah. they, they didn't one hug brother, me enough, oh, yeah. they didn't kiss me enough. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, I heard it, I think from Richard Pryor's like most entertainers are entertainers because they're trying to fill a hole. Hell yeah, they are broken. <laughs> And they start trying to people. put the pieces back together. They start trying to. They start monetizing the pieces. So this is why you see a lot of entertainers turn to drugs. Absolutely, because because it's a placebo. It only lasts that high. Only lasts for so long. You know what I mean? Wow. That's what I mean. Again, all of this ties back into the resolution. That's the that's the strength you get from doing it every day. Mm-hmm. You figure out how to get through it. You figure out how to manage it. When you only do something so often, it's going to become draining to you eventually. And the worst thing that can happen is it works out for you in the beginning. Because then you're really going to start to think, I can just do this once a year. You dig what I mean? Like, this is an everyday process. So... Oh, go ahead, Queen. I don't want to interrupt you. Know, basically, like you said, you know, when they're acting and stuff like that, that takes them out of themselves. Mm-hmm. That takes them away from their actual issues and it puts them into another being. Like, usually when performers go on stage, they have, like, a whole channel. Like, they're all blanked mm-hmm. out. Like, I don't even know how that happened. You know what I'm saying? So, right. it takes them out of their reality at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So, for that, it's kind of like a drug to them. You know, like they were, you know, like we were saying, like, it's a drug to them. It's a high to them because it takes them out of that memory you know what i mean the past or the struggle and it kind of brings them to the fact like i can just you know right. leave that whenever i you know what i mean Man, and of- it's mind control mm-hmm. you know what i mean if Ooh. you really think of like the sunken place like because yeah. i'm have y'all been on set like a production like a major production like a movie or a tv show or some shit yeah. like them motherfuckers, especially the news, they hate each other. They hate each other. But as <laughs> soon as that red light cut on, it's, yeah. you would not even know none of that was just going on. You feel me? And that red light is like them hitting the teacup with the spoon. It's like them like right. getting the character. You feel me? 
So enough happens to them. That's why uh, Chris Hemsworth stepping away from Thor. Like, yeah. And this is where, again, it's all of our fault. We're not holding ourselves accountable. And the first thing I thought is I can imagine how many times people run into him like, hey, Thor, like, where the hammer and shit? And he's like, I'm, I'm Chris. Like, you know, say the movie, dog. Yeah. These my kids. Like, you know what I mean? And they have to... And they have to live with that. But then on their end, they're accountable because you signed up for this. You took them millions, too. Yeah, you yeah, took them exactly. bills, yeah. too. And you, you selling toys and getting royalties from that. So, like, yeah. it's hard for now a regular person to even relate to you or feel sorry or empathize with you. Cause right. And people say that all the time. Like, damn, the worst thing happened to him. You ain't got paid, though. Like, <laughs> I'm just listening. Like, what the hell does that got? What does that got to do with it? We, we like dehumanizing people yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. we turning them into the robots into the ai we are making entertainers like just this entity celebrity is this whole nother thing because it's not a career you don't right, get right. paid for being a, so what is right. it you feel me you know what's funny is that uh, two incidences i heard this on two separate occasions uh but the one that stood out the most was jim carrey jim carrey was going through a divorce and uh he went through a dark period, but he produced some of the best movies during that dark period. Yeah. Jim Carrey went to go get healed and went to therapy. When Jim Carrey got out of the therapy, they said he lost his magic. He lost his touch. And yeah. she said, and one of the producers was like, I want the broken Jim. And I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. We want the and, mask, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they said the same thing about Richard Pryor. Richard yeah. Pryor was better when he was broken. Yeah. Than when he was take these drugs, but <laughs> but we love to watch car crash. Now I was just gonna add to Jim Carrey because boy be dropping gems. You hear yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Jim Carrey is the Elvis of like comedy. Yeah. Like, he had a good head and he was around the right niggas. Yeah, and that shit changed his fucking life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, I, and I'll let you go. But he says something. The best, the, my favorite thing he ever said is. Um, Depression is a real thing. We can't pretend like it's not a real thing, but you also can't act like you're concerned with depression when you don't pay attention to what you watch and what you listen to and how you talk and the type of people you're around and your self-care and you're healing yourself. And he said that depression really is just a result of, you know, it's us. And then we have all these different roles we have to play. And the depression is we're, we no longer want to play these roles we've put ourselves into. Right. And we don't know how to tell ourselves that. We don't know how to get off and move forward. Because, too, for some people, they've been doing this for 30 years. You know what I mean? Some people, fortunate enough, it's been a few months. But some people have been doing this for 30 years every single day. This is embedded in them in some sense. You know what I mean? So a lot of it is just learning having that security figuring out who you are and then living in that and then not letting things compromise you that's why i can't yeah. conform you know what i mean that's why i don't want to take a certain role if it's gonna fuck with my mind i i would have been one of them actors i would have been turning down shit left and right like <laughs> i gotta wear a dress nope out <laughs> you feel me so it, but then when you put that dress on you're taking everything that comes with it that's us receiving and manifesting and asking for shit like yeah, some good shit sprinkled in there, but is you ready for that bullshit? And that's pretty much giving your pride, too. You know what I mean? It's like, because with, okay, let's go back to Jim Carrey. Yeah. Rewind a little bit. Because, you know, with Jim Carrey, when they were saying, like, all that broken and, you know, the way he is now and stuff like that, like, he literally had to go through a journey for that. Like, when they say, you know, he was in and out, he actually had his own, you know, spot in the forest. You feel what I'm saying? Where he was clearing his head. So this right. is all a process. For him to get to where he was now. He showed that. And then, like, even back in the day, during his process, he was still talking shit. Yeah. Talking shit about Jordans, you know, Nike, everything. So, it's like, when you dig into who he really is, he's been with the shit. But he's right. always been to himself at times. I'm sorry. To himself at times, too. So, you know, he always would kind of take himself away based on his movies, too. You can see what kind of movies he would play in. You feel what I'm saying? It would always be something like a... Like, uh, what is it? Eternal Sunshine and yeah. uh, Truman. Ace, Ace and, um, Ventura. You know, like, man, yeah, exactly. that's got hella right. subliminals yeah. in it. Yeah. Like, so Kyrie, you know, like, you know, all types the of Truman movies that always goes through, like, mental yeah. stuff that we're listening to from him. So, this Bronx. is also battles he's going through, too. So, it's like, he's always been generating or, you know, going through that through his life. So, once he actually got to the point where it's like, it's really just him. Like, he right. really don't give a fuck what nobody says and stuff like that. That's where he started saying, like, you know, I don't like this one. You know, I don't right. like him. Yeah. Da -da -da. But it's like, he kind of prefaced that this is how he's going to work anyway. Because this is a way of his spirituality. You know what I right. mean? And when you go through a phase of knowledge and stuff, when he was spitting out all them facts and stuff, that was a part of spirituality. And now he's pretty much to the diplomacy of that, where he can just say, fuck everybody and get away. 
and then he can still come back and make his money when he wants to. You feel <laughs> I me? Mean? He definitely has. You know the three goats of that. That I mean, and and and, and Jim Carrey is not in these these top three. The the three goats of that lifestyle: Woody Harrelson, yeah, Rick Rubin, and Dave Chappelle's getting there. He's not there yet. Yeah. He's getting there, but who have mastered that lifestyle is Woody Harrelson. And Rick Rubin, they don't have cell phones. Yeah, you can't even call them. Yeah, <laughs> they have no social media whatsoever. They are digital nomads. What do you have? Doesn't even have a house. Mm-hmm. Who? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I don't. Shia LaBeouf. He's from no. Disney. From even Steven. He lives like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No house. Like, what kind of person has all this money and you have no home? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You just travel and you just. Yeah. Woody's just gone. He's just traveling the nation and, and shit unfortunately, like that. That's crazy. And unfortunately, a lot of times we aren't perceived on that journey until you get to that old age that is kind of a stigma in society right, right, you right. gotta have the gray hair to have wisdom <laughs> so a lot of times we be too young to be heard and we like she said we have been saying this shit but two that's your journey that's why the longevity is your journey because you also need to be here when you break because now they're gonna start listening and yeah you were supposed to be doing it for this long you know what i mean yeah well, i mean but just completely unplugging. How do you unplug from society? Ooh, that's easy. How do you unplug? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true detachment. No cell phone, no home. You got to stop caring, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to you have to free yourself of caring. Stop caring about the things you can't control and only focus on what you can. And you'll realize, like, that's a circumference around you. You're like, that's yeah. a radius of things in your control. And a lot of things we're upset about, that's why. It's because we can't change them. So, really, you just can't care. Mm-hmm. That's also a different level of freedom. Yeah, ain't it? Like they just, they, they're just, they can do it because they're able to do it. Yeah. It, it, you know, you know, uh, going back to Malcolm X is when you read the autobiography, right? So Malcolm X, while he was on his journey to Mecca, he realized, like, like, like um, Tim said, that he was neglecting his family. Mm-hmm. How much freedom do you have to have to tell your wife, "Listen, I'm going over here, and I'm going to be gone for a while. So you do what you have to do." And I still have to, <laughs> and I, I can still, what husband would tell his wife that? Like, One that has faith in her, mm-hmm, that she'll mm-hmm. understand. And that she'll do what she has to do while she's back at home. She ain't just sitting around yeah. doing nothing. So it's like, you bring it to the house, and I'm bringing to the house. You know, I'm gone for a little bit. That's where... Intimate-wise, like, though. He's telling her intimate-wise. Yeah. You okay, do what you have to do. That's yeah. a lot of the issue with relationships. You know what I mean? The person leaves for some time, and they don't have faith. So they they beat themselves up this whole time about what they could be doing while you're away. Mm-hmm. You get back. They wasn't doing shit, but helping your ass out, taking care of your kids and cleaning the house. You feel me? But yeah. you now are bringing that energy towards them. You manifested that. That was real mm-hmm. to you, even though it possibly never happened. In your head, this... She out here messing around. You dig what I'm saying? So a lot of times now, not having that faith causes all these problems. You know, people don't get in relationships like, yeah, I want to cause some problems. Like, some probably do, but most is not doing that. It's their lack of having that faith and that security in their actual partner. The motherfucker you chose, we ain't picked this motherfucker for you. Like, (laughs) for you not to trust him, why you with him? Leave. You dig what I'm saying? But that has to be a foundation because we run into a lot of them situations all the time. As men, you know what I mean? We out the house, we just couldn't get back. Like, oh, yeah, the cable guy just pulled up. And we like, oh, my motherfucking cable. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you done seen a few pornos in your day. You're like, what the hell going on? Let me watch the cameras. What's going on in there? And that goes against your faith. That instant, that act, that statement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How you're moving, how you're feeling is going against your faith. You believing them is you not checking in. You not checking up. You keeping it, you know what I mean? Mellow. So, so dealing with broken people... Is it a, uh, just a cop-out answer to say, oh, you can fix yourself or you can get out of that if you really want to? Because a lot of people, I mean, <clears throat> they do want that attention on social media. They do want yeah. that attention from people like, oh, I'm going through my life is so bad. But that stimulates them, you yeah. know what I'm saying, to, to get that out. And that's one thing I hate about social media is we put all of our business out there and then wonder why people judge us and, and, and dissect us. But they need that stimulation. Yeah. So is it is it, is that the easy go-to answer? Like, I don't, you can get out of that if you I don't to. think it's a cop-out, but on the other end, too, you can't be upset if they don't change, even though after you educated them or healed them or whatever you think you're doing, you dig. So you just can't have any expectations. And that's what a lot of our teachers and healers need to gain, you know, because they're coming in trying to fix people. Mm-hmm. And we don't fix anybody. We show you how to fix yourself. So you're not wrong in telling them, you know, if you want, you knew better, you would do better because that's very <laughs> right. true. You know what I mean? But you can't be attached to the idea of them 
being fixed or getting it or you can't be expecting a reward from their fixed self because now you're doing the same thing people do that benefit off their lower self right. you've become the same person just on the other end of the spectrum that's duality so again or is it right is it wrong you know what i mean right. like but if you're looking for a certain result you feel me you can just tell them what you would do you can't even give niggas if i don't even tell people advice because i don't know enough information about your life to tell you what you should do right i can just tell you what i would do you dig what i'm saying mm -hmm. and that's the best we can do for people and a lot of times we're creating more broken people through the healing process because it's just it's disconnected it disconnects us you dig? yeah why why do people consider money the end all be all to their mood change and happiness <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I you, say, you see a lot of people. Yeah. And you go to the root of a lot of people yeah. is their their lack of resources and lack of currency. Because when they up, baby, they moved and switched and everything yeah. like that. They're up. Yeah. But you know, I, I I've even seen, and this is why I said um, when I posted yesterday, there. Well, there was two memes. It says the most disrespected person in America is the is the the black man with no money. You know, I mean, he yeah. he doesn't get the love and respect that he deserves as somebody who is affluent, especially a black affluent man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In his household, the most disrespected man is the broke black man. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, there are women who you see submit yeah. to men with means. And, you and, know, it's like, and they could be horrible that. men, but they would submit because yeah. they are resource. But let that man have no money. He is. You broke this, that, and the other. This. But he I is disrespected. He is the most disrespected man. I agree with what you're saying, like, the premise, because I get what you're saying, yeah. and I'm there 100%. Where I disagree is is what people deem respect. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. Because even when I didn't have money, like, the type of respect my kids still gave me, I didn't get when I had money from other people. I didn't know what respect was until I didn't have anything. You dig mm -hmm. what I mean? And that is that respect. A person still wanting to rock with you and treat you well, knowing you can't do anything for them. But if there's all these contingencies in place, I'll never know if you're doing it for me or if you're doing it for this. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of times for us to get that awakening, like you lose everything. I'll probably say most times, like you lose everything because you have to, because right. now you have to show yourself you are not these things. You are not this job. You are not this car. You're not this watch. So people love money so much, not because it'll make you happy. It's because money can buy that fake reality they're trying to live in. You dig what I'm saying? A broke person can't afford to do that. So all they can do is give you their character, myself, right, who right. I truly am. So now I don't have to decipher. If I give you who I truly am and you reject it, you ain't my people. You know what I mean? But if this mm. is starting to attract you in and you digging everything I'm saying and shit, you know what I mean? I'm glad I didn't give you the watch up front. I'm glad I didn't do this over dinner and shit. You just got me. Or I'm That's glad I wasn't the connection. person that I was going to be. Exactly. Because if I came to you as that person that where God has taken me, I probably would have got a representative. Yeah, not you could have potentially you. treated me differently. And that act is not now me judging you, but I have to process that information. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, when I come into the room as an artist, like I would be more like an indie artist. You dig what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So if it's somebody in here just getting butt naked and, oh, my God, and I'm just like, yo, security, like, who is this? <laughs> my people don't move. This ain't how we do it. This, I'm not even making music to be making you do all of this. Right, right, Something right. up. You dig what I'm saying? So now I'm so naturally being who I am. It exposes the fake. I don't even have to think about it. I don't got to worry about it. You know what I mean? And I learned, you know what I mean? Like, most times, everything's going to be all right. Things are going to be cool. I've never, and I've watched these things kind of plague our community. I've never been one that's really been broken up over being cheated on. You know what I mean? Like, my ex-wife cheated on me. Like, I've been cheated on. Most of us probably have. Sure. So I'm not in my relationship like, oh, don't cheat, don't cheat, don't cheat. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, you're manifesting. You're bringing, not saying, again, he going to go cheat tonight. Right, right. But you're bringing that idea into your head, and that idea can cause problems into your relationship if you mm. don't get that idea under control. Absolutely. Especially once you find out that it wasn't even real. Right. You made that shit up. You know what I mean? That's and true. how many times we done did that? Like, we got beat up over a dream you didn't have. Like, girl, what, what, I was on the Xbox. Like, that wasn't fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is real. That's real. Real as hell. And, and, and then, like you said, a lot of those things that you project on your, your significant other... It comes from past trauma. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you're not giving that a fair shake. And most times, that's why I leave situations. It's because you're denying my ability to love you. You're not even opening up 
enough for me to love you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the worst thing I could do for you is stick around. Because now I'm enabling you. I'm showing my kids this is okay. Just settle. Mm-hmm. Just be with whoever because you with somebody. Mm-hmm. So when we take a step, you ain't just stepping for you. You dig what I'm saying? That's right. moving with intention. You moving with a whole village behind you. Every step you take. So right. when you start living like that, you don't have to wonder like, oh, how's my relationship better? How am I going to make more money? You naturally start doing these things. Mm-hmm. My favorite line um, was from a different world, fucking Dwayne and Whitley, and they dropped so many bombs. Yeah, Shout yeah, out absolutely. to them. One of my favorite TV couples, you know what I mean? And like I said, our generation, I was being raised by sitcoms and TV and shit. I didn't know certain, I didn't know how to tie a tie to Fresh Prince. Right. You dig right. what I'm saying? That's dead ass. And like so, in that situation, he was just uh. That's the, my favorite combo is when he asked her like, uh, "Would you marry me if I was broke?" You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and that conversation was so dynamic. You know what I mean? Because our response was, you know what I mean? Like the type of man that I see you as, the type of man I would marry, he would never be poor. He would he he's not a poor man. Absolutely. You see what I mean? And he's like, "What do you mean? Like, what if I didn't have money?" And you know what I mean? She's like, "If you want your shit." If you healing, if you being true to your word as a man, if you taking up for your brothers and sticking up, you'll never be poor. You maybe financially, right? But the type of respect that you get from being like that, right? You're richer than motherfuckers with money wish that they're trying to buy that. That's why they yeah. want that money again. They're trying to buy that fake reality, and they're so depressed because they realize they can't. That's it's a different type of currency, fam. Not to even put myself in that, but that's how I pattern my life. Is that you know I've I've had half a million dollars i've had you know zero dollars you know what i'm saying in my lifetime uh being a banker all those years made lots of money but then when i pursued this dream of course you know what i'm saying you, you you're going with the the rising and the building of the business so i get that but one time i was at my low and, and, a, and a guy said that he said lane you know how many people love you <laughs> if you was to really go down do you know how many people love you and wouldn't let you go down if you just asked for help, if you just did this, that, and the other? He said, we just become so prideful that we don't we don't exercise these resources. We don't we don't go to our brother and be like, oh, they're gonna look at me like this, or they're gonna look at me like that. But people are wealthy, like you said. It just takes you getting off your shit and be like, I need help. Can you help? But then in order to get that help, people gotta know that you're not enabling laziness. You're not enabling, right. you know what I'm saying, dependency. Like if I help you. You need to use this to elevate, not just, you know, gimme, 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 because that we, 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 we're developing a gimme, gimme society as well, yeah. especially with this GoFundMe shit. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I agree. I have seen that, and I have a different philosophy on that as well. Um, even when it comes to educating and giving, we also have to remove ourselves out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not the overseer of the gift I gave you. Right. I'm not here to determine if you use it properly or not. This motherfucker might not even be for you. You might have put it on your shelf for 12 years so your kid can come stumble in here and find it one day. So I I don't know how you're supposed to use it. I just know I'm supposed to give you this gift. And a lot of times, again, this is how we're creating that disconnect. We're making shit personal. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I told them what to do and they ain't listening. I used to be that person. It's just frustrating as hell. Especially when they come back later. Like, yeah, I figured it out. And it's exactly what you told them (laughs) to do six months ago. (laughs) You feel me? But then humility has to kick in. You have to accept. Maybe I wasn't the one that was supposed to give them this message. You know what I mean? That happens with my homies all the time. I'm sure y'all experience that, too. I tell them shit for 10 hours. A female come say it in 10 minutes. I get it, bro. I see the light. I'm like, yeah, bro. She done put me on all these games. Oh, shit. I'm trying to put listen, you on, too. Listen. Or the pastor said, I'm like, the pastor. The pa- like, <laughs> oh, I was looking online. I'm like, I just said this shit. Because <laughs> it wasn't. And that's how we live in peace. That's how we now don't become an issue to them and cuss them out and chew their head out. We accept, yeah. okay, you weren't supposed to get it from me. And that's cool. You. That's grace. You get all these other things from me. You know right. what I mean? It's a gay ass lunch last week. Like, I don't got to eat everything. You know what I mean? And then we can remove ourselves from it. But sometimes I, I found myself being as a healer. I had to step back from educating and healing. You know what I mean? Because right. I kept trying to see myself in their growth. And mm. you're causing more issues than what you, whatever you think you're fixing. Damn, right. you preaching. Right. Anybody, anybody jump in if you, if you feel like it. I mean, as far as like... Go ahead. Go I was like, I definitely want to, you know, give him some, you know, me want some time to jump in because I was like, I can jump in. Uh, okay. I, let's hear from you. I, yeah, I'm ready to give you the, the mic. So, you know, I feel like that's a part of the balance where, um, like you said, um, how a lot of women 
always say, you know, it's at the neck of the broke black man. Mm-hmm. But it's like they don't want to take part in what they're supposed to do next because mm-hmm. the woman's supposed to bring balance while he's healing. So it's like you need to take your butt out there and go handle, you know, hustle. And so you're supposed to play your part. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like that part. You know what I mean? Exactly. So when you that part also takes your other part also that you were handling before. So it's kind of like you got to bring a balance to that. So it's like, go out, get this bacon and stuff while he's back there healing. But then also when you come back here healing, make sure he's still healing. Like, how you doing? You know, it's a balance to it. But a lot of women don't want to take that. So it's always on him. So it's like, wow, he's healing. He's still the victim. He's still the one like, well, you still got to go out here and go do this. And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women don't bring that balance to a relationship. You know what I'm saying? They're not prepared for that. So it's never going to move on. And it's always like, okay, you broke by. You know what I mean? That's right. what it is. I'm not about to go and work. And women actually say this. Like, I'm not about to go to work. I'm not about to do that. That's your part. Like, you hear this stupid stuff come out. And y'all's rent so, 6000 yes. And she mad you ain't take the trash yes. out. And this right. is the Girl, house you better take that did. trash out, sis. Yes. It's the house that she is if you feel like shit every day. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like shit every day? It yeah. physically eats at you, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even always like, the oh job. God. Sometimes yeah. it's home yeah. that's stressing you out to go into the job. And, and that's why I say even with the whole rough patches, um, it's hard to, to say you're in a rough patch if you haven't taken the necessary steps to figure out what's going on. If you haven't gone to therapy, if you haven't had an advisor or you guys, you know, confronted each other about this, about whatever's going on. You dig what I'm saying? So a lot of the issues is, is we just don't have systems in place to counteract these things. You dig? Mm-hmm. Like when we look at marriage, especially marriage traditionally, they were getting these financial information. They couldn't get married until they sat with a priest or a therapist or someone that ordained it. Like, yeah, they good. You know what I mean? Like, tie them up. You feel me? And through that process, they were learning financial information that we don't have. You know what I mean? They were learning that typically with a marriage, with any type of relationship, your bills should only be a third of both of y'all's individual income. And it's set up like that in case someone stops working, in case a job gets laid off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In case your spouse is in the military and now, you know, they're off, they're, they're on break or they're on leave. So all of this is set up, but we don't have those philosophies. So we come in, get the $5,000 rent because my sister got it because the girl I don't like got it. You know what I mean? Right, For right, the right. wrong reasons. And now we're punishing our spouse by forcing him to live in this lie. And a lot of times we'll see relationships are going back and forth because one side is trying to pull y'all out of that shit, but the other side keeps trying to dig in. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So if y'all going to get out, you feel me? You got to put the shovel down. Like you got to stop taking y'all down. So, so when we go into 2023, um, people have to understand the concept of there's a time to grind and then there's a time to shine. A lot of people, they misinterpret rough patches as it's just your grind season. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people think, well, I don't have the money. Now. No, it's, you still have work to do. Yeah. And I, I wish people, more people understood that. There's a time to grind. So, you know, if you run into a rough patch in 2023, of course, you want to lose 40 pounds by the summer, but you're going to be hungry a lot of them days. You're going to have to, you know, have some sore muscles a lot of them days for the work that you have to put in. Yeah. The times that you, you put in a whole uh, month of work in January, but you only lost two pounds. Yeah. People will give up at that. Like, yeah. man, you know, they, they, but rightfully so, though, because how they're going about it is all wrong. You know what right, I mean? Right. It's what you're asking for, and that is not going to get you what you need. It's going to get you what you think you want, not right. even what you really want. You feel me? But 
the truth of the matter is, like, when I got on my real nutritious, like, when I became health conscious, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I did have that instance, like, in the beginning, like, okay, this you going to look like this just because I used to hoop, you feel me? When I really got in the middle of it, I realized, like, there is no weight goal you can have. One, your weight's going to fluctuate throughout the year. And two, your weight is just a result of what you be doing. It's basically right. just showing you what you were doing. You feel what right. I'm saying? There, There is no target goal we should be trying to stay at or meet or dick if... You wanted that shit by six months. By this summer, you should have been working on it last summer. It should have been your resolution. You should have started <laughs> last summer. And your resolution now, make it more broad. Make the right. resolution, you know what? I'm going to do a little more every day. Mm -hmm. So that could be day one, you start off in a minute. Day two, you have four minutes. You dig what I'm saying? You're going on, going forth. That's the resolution. It's something right. you actually achievable, but also you can grow within. If it's just get a new car, then what after you get the car? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's why it, it now becomes harmful you dig what i'm saying that's mm -hmm. how now it's working against you because it's limiting to you so now you gotta wait again till fucking january to plan for the next thing so you're only doing one thing a year you right, feel right. what i'm saying so i usually just plan to do more i plan to be better be more efficient if i spoke to my kids this way and i kind of got the energy this year i'm gonna switch up my rhetoric i'm gonna learn new words right. i'm gonna ask them how would you want me to say this to you i'm gonna try new ways you know what i mean right. if i kept having a history of bad relationships my resolution this year is to be single mm -hmm. you feel me <laughs> that doesn't have any parameter that's not specific i'm just gonna be single you feel me? And that can mean a lot of different things. And I'm working through that through the year. So now when I get to year two, mm -hmm. my resolution is if it's still be single, how can I be more single than I was last right, year? Right. If it's getting a relationship, it is, okay, two years ago, what was my issues that I had? Mm -hmm. What did I learn in this year off? And what am I prepared to do in this year currently? You know what I mean? So now you're stringing the resolution to get there working for you right. instead of working against you because now your years feel disjointed. Mm -hmm. Your year should be a flow. Your life should be a flow. That timeline shit is nonsense. Our yeah. life is just a flow. Right. It's just happening until it's not happening no more. But yeah. nobody's going through keeping track and shit. You know what I mean? So we got to stop doing that. We just got to say, if I want this and it's truly meant to be, it'll come into my life. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in 10 years, but I'll have it. It may come into my life for me through my children. Yeah. But I got it. You dig what I'm Absolutely. saying? That's humility. That's giving yourself grace. That's dope, man. I want to shift uh, a little bit. We got about 20 more minutes. Now, about, oh, I want to say about 12 years ago. I started hearing about yoga more and more. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought was, oh, that's some white shit. <laughs> 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 that's some Russell Simmons shit. I don't, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Twisting your body all kind of ways and all that kind of stuff. But as people are trying to balance themselves mentally and really, you know, be in tune with their body uh, physically, what are some of the benefits of yoga? Um, a lot of the stuff that we we've all just been sitting here talking about, like um, your interpersonal relationships and how you engage with people, whether it's um, coming from a lens of being less harmful or less stealing, uh, being more truthful or, or not attaching to things like money or a person or just anything, being loyal. Uh, those are all just like some of the, some of the ethics of, of yoga and then the observations are more like um, cleanliness and contentment, uh, discipline, self-study, and surrender. So just, just incorporating those things into just normal life and, and being able to recognize like when you're, not necessarily triggers, but when your your downfalls, when your pitfalls are, are starting, starting, to, starting to come up and noticing like, oh, okay, like the the money situation like this person's in it for is attached to the money and they're not they're not with me to really build a foundation or just just anything right. like you can really you can really relate yoga to, to to anything it's it's a reflective practice that whatever you're going through on your mat you you, you basically take off of your mat with you and you can place it into your life to help you build from there like just stepping stones just being able to see the process seeing the steps of, of going through whatever you're whatever it is that you're going through physically emotionally with your breath mentally like it's just it's just really a channel to figure out who you are so is it a form of meditation yep it's a moving meditation mm -hmm. it's a moving meditation mm -hmm. 
Is that an Asian practice? Is that come? What's, what's that, the kind of origin? Yeah, it's an ancient practice. So it was it was founded in India by by India. By, by a people group called the Upanishads. They were a darker people group that were drove into the mountains, um, and they kind of developed this practice with a, a ancient language, a Sanskrit. It's more of a vibrational language, and they just got real clear with what they intended to do um, alone from the society that was kind of like just driving them away, and. Um, just implementing those societal norms onto them of, of, of just like oh okay these darker people are crazy or they're doing mm -hmm. something something that's weird or, or we don't understand so they just chose a higher path a higher a higher way and they went up into the mountains and they started to try and figure out like the inner workings of man and how how we think and how we relate to the world or to animals and how everything is is essentially the same absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, you see what I did there. It's like yeah. not knowing the origin. I mean, this is what we do. Is like when it comes to mental health therapy, mm -hmm. you know, uh, meditation. Like, oh, that's white shit. This yeah. this was originated by us. Oh, <laughs> damn near everything was. But that is why we didn't hear about it. Is you know what I mean? Is for society's reasons. It's because it doesn't promote medication. It's why we're starting to hear about a lot of new therapies that's been around. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Yeah, yeah. The therapy I do is CBT. Like that's been around since the eighties. Mm -hmm. But it really just, again, start taking off because it doesn't promote medication at all. There is wow. no medication involved. It's all a mental practice, and it's you basically rewiring your mindset. It's all mm. mindset, and it shows that's the cause of a lot of your issues. CBT. You know what I mean? CBT? Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Mm. So it, I thought you said CBD. Oh, no, nah, CBT. We thought you were getting high. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I dabble. But nah, CBT. <laughs> So it, it starts to show you, you know what I mean, the way of life. You feel what I mean? Because uh, 